Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on around us today. And we all know, as I always say, there's a lot of stuff going on around us today. You could watch the news or open the newspaper or go online and you can see that there's something always going on around us today. Could you straighten the light out a little, bring it a little bit to this way, one of them towards that way, just a little bit. Uh, okay, that's a little better. Okay, lighting issue there always. Well, anyway, I'm excited to be back at home, and I'm excited about what God is doing for us at today. Amen. It was an exciting trip uh, in Florida for two weeks on business generally. Uh, I had a little time to spend time with my mother, and it's just a little exciting uh, when you get to go places and, and meet different people, and uh, you can see what's going on in other places. But tonight, I want to talk to you about something that takes place all over the world. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are with me this evening and those that are watching this broadcast or listening to this broadcast. I ask you to touch every liberal soul, save, deliver, make free, break yokes in their lives, bring deliverance to their lives, and meet the needs of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I was talking about something that goes on all over the world, in different parts of the world, going on in different parts of the world, going on with people in their lives around the world, and that's war. Tonight, I want to talk to you about war. There's many types of wars that take place. There's many, many, many types of wars that take place all over. And in some of these wars, there's victories and defeats. That's something to think about, victory and defeat. But wars come about for different reasons. We're in a spiritual warfare. Well, we have to deal with so many things today. We're in a spiritual battle. We're in a financial war. Friendship war. We're in a marriage war today. Many people face different challenges in their lives. Many people face many challenges in their lives because of war. Not so much guns going on, but they, they, they deal with different type of wars in their lives. Get your Bibles and go with me to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. We talk about wars taking place. We talk about wars happening. Wars. Look at Exodus chapter 15 and verse 3. This is what it says. This is very this is very unique because when you read this verse, it says something interesting. Listen to this. 
The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. It says the Lord is a man of war. You guys run around thinking the Lord is just a nice city who got He's a man of war. He knows how to war and he teaches people how to war. And when The Lord is a man of war, so he knows how to fight battles. The victory is ours, and the battles is the Lord, because he knows how to fight battles. He knows how to win battles. He knows how to overcome battles. I like that. But many of us don't know how to fight battles. Some men are more timid and afraid to win it. There's some women that are ready to rumble, kick you behind, and shoot you in a minute. But there's some men that are scared. They're going to hide. They don't want to fight. They don't want to get their nails dirty. Forget the hands. But the Lord God Almighty knows how to fight. He's been around from everlasting to everlasting, so he knows how to fight the war. There's nothing the Bible makes a claim that there's nothing new under the sun, and there's nothing new to God. There is no type of war, whether it's a financial war, a health war for your health, or your home war, or an actual battle on the battlefield with tanks, missiles. He knows how to fight. My mind goes to one of the battles with Moses. As long as they kept Moses' hands up, they won the battle. When Moses' hand dropped, they started losing the battle. God is a God of war. The Lord God knows how to fight. I like that. I like that. The Lord Jesus Christ knows how to fight. His Father knows how to fight. The angels know how to fight. We're not alone in our battles. I like that. You may talk to me and say, how am I going to win this battle? Look to the Lord. The Bible says, look to the Lord for what is coming to our help. I look to the hills for what is coming to my help, and the Lord on that hill. The Lord said, I got a cattle on a thousand hills. Don't ask me what I got. I'm telling you what I got. I'm going to tell you the earth. And the Lord got a phone up the He's telling you what's his. I like that. Whoa. People fight all types of wars. People fight financial wars. That's something. People fight financial wars. Well, they can turn that wall over to God. Turn that wall over to God. Financial wars. People get jobs that don't pay nothing. But they do better. Listen to that. People get jobs that don't pay nothing, but they live better than some people that make a lot of money. Your war, your financial war could be tied to you, and you could be losing that war by the way you use your finances. 
You hear what I just said? You could be losing the war by the way you handle your finances. A man making $30,000 a year to live better than you making $150,000 a year because he's not buying everything that I see. You could lose your financial war. The Lord is a man of war. He knows how to fight. He knows how to rumble. He knows this already. It's not new to him. It's not something he's just finding out. It's not something somebody telling him how to do. He knows how to fight your battles for you. But the question is, do you want to let him fight your battles for you? The Lord is his name and his great nerve. Then he knows when a person comes in the name of the Lord, they got problems. When you come in in your own name, they don't care. The enemy and the hymns don't care when you come in and pass the so and so name. But when you're coming in the name of the Lord, with the Lord with you, they're backing up. They're backing up and moving out because they say, wait a minute, holy, who's coming? And whose name are you coming? You coming and pass the soul, so name out of that, we'll stay here. We ain't going nowhere. But when you say I'm coming in the name of the Lord, oh my gosh. The atmosphere changed. Everything starts changing because of God of war. They made a movie called The God of War. The Lord is the God of war. He's a man of war. He knows how to fight. Amen. He's always known how to fight. It's us that don't know that God knows how to fight our battles. It's us that don't know. A lot of people don't know that God is the God of war. That the Lord God is the God of war. A lot of people don't know that. That's why they're afraid of everything they hear the devil do. They run it. But God is the God of war. They'll put your enemies in place. They'll bring them to an open shame. He'll scatter their bones all over the place. Thank the scriptures say, because he's a God of war. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. He's a God of war. He's going to fight your battles. Hallelujah. He's going to fight your battles. Oh, I forgot to mention something to y'all. You got to give your battles to him. So if you don't give your battles to the Lord, he can't fight for you. He don't know. He, you haven't acknowledged him. See, God knows what you're going through. Let me, let, me, let me clear something up. God already knows what you may be going through in your life, your finances, your home, your job, your ministry. But you, you have to be the one that give it to the Lord. You got to read the Bible, said in all thy ways, acknowledge him. Just why he wants you to acknowledge him. When you acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, he can fight your battles. You don't acknowledge him, he can't do that because you didn't invite him. The Lord can't fight your battles if you haven't acknowledged him. And ask him to get involved. That's something to think about. You didn't ask the Lord to get involved. After those acts to come, then you're going to ask. It's too late. You're going to fight. It's not the fight for you. already lost the battle. You got to ask them when the battle is going on. 
You got to ask them when everything's, before everything's falling apart. When you see things going down here, call on the Lord. Let them fight for you. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's a, this is part one of war. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. Look at that verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. Listen to this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Though we walk in this natural body, we skip up and down. We jump in our car. We get in a shower and wash this body or take a bath. We wash this body. You should be taking a bath sometimes, sometimes. Then you wash this pretty body and you look at a mirror and you look, oh, how good you're looking. <laughs> Listen to this. But we do not walk after this flesh. What is he talking about? We don't desire. We don't want everything that pleases the flesh. We don't want everything that pleases our flesh because everything that pleases our flesh ain't good for you, health-wise or spiritually. And it sure ain't good for you financially. When you marry and you got children to take care of, your flesh is designed to Maserati. And you can only afford a Volkswagen. But you say, well, I'll just double up on the payments and I'm going to go get one. And you go get one. Let's assume you go get one. Now you got a problem at home. You ain't got no money to take care of your children. The Bible says we live in this place. But we don't spend all our time watering after this place. That's how you separate who's walking with God. People that are walking with God, they're not knocking themselves out to get the latest everything. That's flesh, carnal-minded people. You say, oh, so you say you should have garbage? I ain't never said that. You see, one of the things I found out about being saved, we run around talking about we want the best of the best, but listen to this. We don't have the best of the best relationship with God. We don't have the best of the best relationship with God when you could call he answer or he visits you. Huh? We don't have the best of the best relationship because we're too busy worrying at everything I see. We're too busy lusting at every man or woman that's walking by us. Because the devil knows how to send something to get your eyesight. Get your fleshly motion to start warring against your spirit. Yeah. War. How you respond makes a difference. You should desire, sexual desire should be for your wife or your husband. I don't love her anymore. I'm going to get somebody else. The Bible talks about the boss. You know what the Bible says when you read, really read the Bible, what it said about the, about the boy? God said it was not this way from the beginning. This is what God said. 
He said it was not this way from the beginning, but the hope because of the hardness of your heart. That's where the divorce came about. Because that's what you did to God. Y'all wanted to go after some other worldly God that you could see that can't talk and can't move. Y'all wanted to be like the objective. Y'all wanted to be like the world. So what you did? You divorced me, God said. You kicked me to the curb. But then when real trouble come, you want to get back and get snooped up and cooped up with me. Ain't going to happen. War. We war in our business. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. The spirit man and the natural man rumble wars against each other. They're always rumbling. They're not kissing and hugging up because they don't get along. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We got to get the mind of Christ in us. We got to allow Christ Jesus to come in and really guide us and lead us and direct our path. He said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. War. Don't you know people don't just go to war to go to war? Smart generals. Oh, by the way, people that became that are generals started like you and me. They had to work their way up, and they won their battles. That's how they became generals. Spiritually speaking, generals are those people that are seasoned in God and knows how to fight the enemy and knows how to expose him. I was, uh, I was, me and my wife were talking earlier for a service. And we were talking about a statement I made several years ago about someone. And I was sitting in the vehicle and I was talking. I said, you know what? Because we were talking about somebody that got married. I said, his wife is going to kill him. She's going to kill him dead just the way she did the first husband. Well, a few years ago, I got word he was dead. How did I know it? Because I already foresaw this. Well, of course, he wasn't going to listen. I already seen the taxes that she used. War. We're in a personal war in our lives. Every day we get up, we're warring against our flesh. We're warring against getting old. I was telling one uh, relative, I said, your day is over, buddy. You can't even hardly walk. Your day is over. Don't try and impress nobody. Just get you a cane or walker. Them girls ain't paying you no mind anyway because you can't hear them anyway when they're calling you. Might as well tell the truth. We're warring at aging. We're warring at tiredness. We're warring about losing our hair. That's an outward man. But the end man is saying, oh, I want to feed me God's word. Teach me to pray. Let's pray and call on God. Boy. People talk about all these other cosmetic natural wars. 
But they don't talk about the wars people go through in their personal lives. Men that were delivered from homosexuality, war to stay out of it. God that was caught up in prostitution, they war to stay out of it when they get saved. They war, they fight. Because the enticement, the lust, the perversion is there. We war. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ. The power of the Holy Ghost, the keeping power of God, is able to keep us. When I travel, I travel with God. I don't travel alone. Big difference. When I travel, I travel with God. I don't travel alone. It's really interesting to think about that. When I travel, I travel with God. When I go to my hotel room, I may have checked in by myself, but God checked in with me. Because I need him to fight my war. I don't know what the enemy may do. He may come in my room and attack me, but I have God. I'm telling you the truth. There's a real spiritual war going on. And it comes out and it spews into the natural. This is why these lunatics are running around killing people. The war going on. Mass shooting. A war going on. These are demon spirits that get in people. Them devils ain't coming unless you really invite them. You sit there and watch all that crazy stuff. Huh? Them devils won't come. One girl that was mixed up in all kind of prostitution and stuff. The demon spirit spoke out and said she invited me. What y'all talking about? Y'all want to cast me out? She invited me here. She sat there watching all that porno and all this other stuff. She invited me in her life. How dare you want to cast me out of her? But they told that spirit, in the name of Jesus, you're coming out of her tonight. Now. But you got to watch the war you win. You could cause yourself to lose the war by your actions. Temptation? The Bible said, listen to this. I want you to understand something about the word of God. It doesn't error. The word of God is fatal in heaven. People run around teaching you that when you say you're never tempted, that's a lie. No man is above temptation, but we have a keeper. Have an advocate. We have a redeemer. We have a savior, we have a friend, and we have a God that can fight. No man, I'm going to say this again, no man, no boy, no girl is above temptation. I don't care what those lying prophets are running around saying. You could be above. No, you can never be tempted. Nothing will ever tempt you. They're lying to you. The Lord Jesus Christ was tempted. You're not above him. The servant not above his Lord. He said, why call me Lord? Lord, do not the things I say do. And he says, seek me. Then you fight. He said, search the scripture. For any of you say you have eternal life. Many people testify that they had it at the end of the day. Nothing. 
as I said, many are going back into the church buildings and just going right back to the same thing. They come to church defeated and go home defeated. Some of them, some of y'all come to church depressed and leave compressed and depressed and oppressed. That's not God's plan. You could win the war. You could win the war in your life time. Look at this verse. This is what we're feeling today. Verse 10 of 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, verse chapter 10, verse 3, one more time. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. We walk in this flesh each day. You walk to the bathroom. You walk to the candy store. You walk to the supermarket. You walk in a building. You walk, you walk in this life. But you don't have to have everything this world has to walk through. The enemy would love to trip you up that you can't receive eternal redemption and rewards. The Bible said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men to think that God has prepared for them that love him. The question is, again, do you love God? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You got to get in that Bible to see what his commandments are. I know the Ten Commandments. He's not talking about the Ten Commandments. You need to get in that Bible. That we should have love for one another. No greater love than the man have that he laid out his life for his place. Hmm? War. If you want to war and win, you got to have the right tool. I've never seen a soldier go out to the war without a tool or on the front line without a gun. Okay, I never see nobody go out the wall without no tools and dress right. He's not going on the front line out there in the wall with bars blowing all over, blowing up everywhere. He's not going out there in a three-piece suit. Oh, no, he's not. He's going to go out there with a helmet on his head. He's going to go out there with boots on. He's not going with no pair of goddamn shoes. Blue black shoes or none of these other designer shoes. Gucci shoes. He's not going out there with that. He's going out there with some combat boots. Gonna go out there with a machine gun or a rifle or a pistol. He ain't going out there empty handed unless he's a fool. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand in this first part about war. You cannot fight a war without being prepared. You're going to die and lose the war. When Adam got kicked out of heaven, excuse me, when Adam got kicked out of God and he eaten, not heaven, he didn't, get to eat, he didn't get to heaven. He got kicked out of the garden of Eden. When Adam got kicked out of the garden of Eden, he didn't realize he was spiritually dead. But he was alive. 
He was earthly alive, but now his relationship was dead with God. Let me pray for the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every little soul watching this TV broadcast right now. Meet every need in the people's lives. Break the yokes, oh God. Show them that they need to be armored up, oh God, and they need to be trained up right to fight the wars in their lives, oh God, that they can win these wars, oh God, and receive the blessings from you in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all can go to YouTube and watch the rest of this message or go to tabernaclepodcast.org and you can listen to the rest of it on the podcast. But the whole thing was Adam got kicked out of the garden at even. He didn't realize he was spiritually dead. He no longer had that connection with the Lord God. He no longer had that fellowship with the Lord God. It was over. But he was alive. People often say, well, yeah, life, there's a chance. Well, if that was the case, Adam lived hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And he still was never redeemed. Okay? How many years have hundreds of years? They didn't just die. They lived hundreds of years. But they never got return of redemption. They never got return of redemption. They lost their eternal redemption. I know there's books talking about that. God forgave Adam and he went up to heaven. I heard there's one book about it, a couple books about it. Ain't no way supporting that in the Bible. He lost out with God when he rebelled against God. There's all kind of books out there. It's just like I learned in business. They say you can't go by everything. You read a legal quote online. Every legal quote, somebody quoting something in a legal term, doesn't mean it's a real law. I learned that. They say make sure it's in black and white from your state lawyers. Not from somebody that's just, well, well, you can do this and that and the other. And it's the same thing with the Bible. If it's not based off what the Bible says, leave it alone. Amen. People come up with all kind of ideas and ideologies. Oh, this is what I believe. I've studied here and I've done this. And then it ain't helping you because God don't back up that. He only backs up his word. The Bible said God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Notice God said he sent his word. This is why we got to acknowledge God in the world that we deal with each day in our lives. That he can walk us through these wars. That he can help us achieve victory in our lives. Because God already sees us as complete in the first place. God already see us as complete and victorious. It's us that don't see it. I made a statement that from something I have been reading, and I really understand. But yeah, everybody running around. I mean, I know a lot of people like this. Everybody wants to talk about, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. Then I read something and people say, being rich ain't nothing. Like, what do you mean? 
is being wealthy. That's the key. You know, now and then you hear somebody say he's very wealthy. That means he got land, property. He created generational wealth. He got lots of money. But the rich guy, the rich guy only has some millions of dollars. He ain't got no land, he ain't got no property. He ain't thinking about generational wealth. He's thinking about oppressing you. That's why you gotta understand we war in this flesh. We walk in this flesh. But we don't stay all our time warring to get everything this flesh has. But the rich guy is, the wealthy guy is, because he stabilized, earning money off the profit of the stuff that he have and property he has. He's earning money. And it's the same thing when you turn your issues over to God and let the Lord God fight your battles because he's a God of war. He is a, oh my God. He's a man of war. And you could reap the benefits. The Bible said no good thing when he was withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. You ain't got to knock yourself out to be successful. You ain't got to knock yourself out for this. We, we go out of our way. We gonna prove to God we can get it on the own. He said, go ahead. Go on. We live in this flesh. But we don't want after this flesh. We don't want everything this flesh has. We don't want everything our flesh say, I want that. I was thinking about a story. I was thinking about a couple of things, a little story of a young man. I watched this some years ago. When AIDS was real big, it's still big, people still getting it. Some people just permanently HIV uh, to uh, positive and to whatever happened. But there's this one man and they did an interview with him. It's really interesting. He was upset because he was dying from AIDS in the hospital. He was actually dying. There was nothing they could do for him. And he was a millionaire. He had a few million dollars. And he said, I only slept with the prostitute once and I got AIDS. Did you hear what I just said? He only slept with the prostitute once. He had no idea she had AIDS and gave it to him. They, know, they don't know where she was now, she was still alive or whatever the case. He said, I only did this one time and now I'm dying. Because the war in his flesh, his lustful desires had controlled him and caused him to damage himself earthly wise, permanently. Warring in your flesh. Going after something that you shouldn't be going after. Desiring somebody that you shouldn't be desiring. That's war. You fighting to have something that's not for you. People force themselves on people to become friends with people because they're in this position and in that, that position, such and such and such. And these are people you should never have been around. And them same people boo you down don't care because they say you came around me first. I didn't come around you. I didn't ask to be your friend. You asked to be my friend. So you're going, well, you got to do what I do if you want to be my friend. 
If I sleep all over the place, you want to run with me? That's what we do. If I go to Oregon, you got to go. You got to know who you're running with. Because your war can be lost by the people you're running with. You can lose your war even before it starts just by the people you're running with. I'm talking about real war that take place in people's lives, in country, and in homes, and on jobs. When I take Amtrak train, I got to get a seat. And depending on where I'm coming from, sometimes there's very few less seats left. And all these different people, you don't know none of these people. And you got to pick one of them to sit by. But when you sit by them, you go sit by them. I'm not to take no mess off of them. So I sat by a young guy. This young man was sitting there. He's watching the videos on uh, on his phone and whatever, texting and nonstop. So when I came there, both lights were on. <laughs> both lights were on above us. So I was watching a few videos on my tablet. And uh, the light, one light was bought me, so I turned it off. I didn't care if he had nothing to say. I'm in control here. My side, so I turned the light off. So he was doing something. I was tired. I was getting tired. So I turned his light off too. Because he was going to sleep. I'm turning the light off. I got it. No light. I want to rest. I was waiting. Vince said, man, don't turn my light off. I was going to tell him, go to sleep. What you doing? You don't need no light. You say, oh, why would you say that? Because the light, the way the light is, is still reflecting on me. I want to go to sleep. I want to relax. He's already sleeping. He better turn the light on. Guess what? He never turned that light back on. <laughs> I guess he knew I meant business. But when you sit in a seat on a train or a bus, generally, you don't know that person. You don't know what that person is going to do. You got to be prepared. You got to be covered with the blood before you get on it. Not when you're getting on it. You got to go out there covered in the blood of Jesus and his protection. That's why some of y'all people don't pray before you eat. Y'all know that's why y'all be getting all kind of sicknesses. The Bible said, pray over your phone. That's what you said. You're supposed to pray. And he would use the word of God. You, you read that Bible, it's going to tell you a lot of things to protect you so you win your word. But don't eat from everybody. Lord, a lot for a lot of preparation. Lord, a lost because of pride. Lord, a lost out of ignorance. Let's move on. Let's go to Samuel chapter 2, 22. And verse 35. Let's go back over this verse one more time before we go there. Next scripture, second Samuel chapter 22, third, verse 35. But let's read our second Corinthians 10 and 3 one more time. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. 
You gotta really understand what that scripture says. You walk in this flesh. There's no way in this world you're gonna be so heavily minded to you know earthly good. You live in this body. You're not walking up and down the street saying, Jesus, 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 all day long. No, you're not. No, you're not. You want to praise God, live right every day. And you're glorified. Let's run over to 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 35. Listen to this verse. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 35 says, He teacheth me, he teacheth my hands to war so that the bow of steel is broken in my arm. I'm, I'm going to read it one more time. He teacheth my hands to war so that bows of steel are broken in my arm. That's something to think. God can teach you to walk. He can teach your hands to walk. Mm -hmm. So you can win your body. So that when people shoot fiery darts, the enemy is shooting fiery darts at you. And they hit you, but they're bouncing off you because your hands become a steel. It says, he teaches my hands to war so that the bows are still, are still broken in my arms. They break. They're useless to you. But that's only when you have the Lord to teach you. That's why he said, acknowledge him. Those arrows that people shoot at you, them words that shoot at you that they say, them scams that they plot against you. I went, uh, my trip, I just got back from my trip last night. My ride was nice on the train. Everything was you, you, you good. We went to the uh, restaurant to try, grab a quick bite for me to have her to come home. The girl had her, I don't know, I guess the devil jumped in her. She all mad with me. I ain't done nothing to her. She took the dish and threw it down. I was like, what are you throwing the dish for? <laughs> we want war. You got to know how to fight your war. The enemy will use whoever he can to start a war with you. You got to know how to fight your wars wisely. Because if you're not careful, they'll call the cops on you. And the cops going to take their side from the get-go because they work there. That worked. I worked in retail. I already know if I call the cops on somebody, they're going to believe me before they believe the person. That, that's just how it works. But I was still winning the battle. Because <laughs> I got the greatest warrior of all, the greatest fighter of all time, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You got to know who your fighter is and who's teaching you how to fight your battles. 
But you can't be doing deceitful stuff and expect him to teach you the law. You're the devil teaching you the law, not God. And brother, when you have the devil teaching you the law, you're going to lose. You're going to lose eternally. You may be psyching and ripping off some people, but brother, at the end of the day, you're going to lose out eternally. The war you fight is on the wrong side. It's interesting about war. You have the Ukraine war. You have the Iraq war. Afghan war. You got all these wars. So many people think about doing these wars for money. They don't care about the people getting killed. They don't care about the truth of being killed. They don't care about destroying the country. They don't care. They don't care about those things. They care about family. They care about making money. They don't care about the people. Some of them don't even care about their own soldiers. They send them out there. They don't care. They just want to make money. But one of the things I've learned, God has the last say. He'll make you bite your tongue. <laughs> Knowing how to fight battles is extremely important. <laughs> this is why this verse says, He teaches my hands to walk. So that the bow is still are broken in my arm. He's teaching you to strengthen in yourself when you fight wars. He never said you would have none. The Lord never said you would have one. <laughs> That's what's wrong with these positive, uh, 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 positive thinking ministry. Oh, just only think good, and only good's gonna happen. Just think about everything great, and only great things gonna happen. Well, the Bible said no man is above temptation. What you gonna do about that? They gonna tell you no, that's not true. You don't have you don't have to go through no such thing. <clears throat> well, that's a lie. No man on this planet. Is above temptation. Every man is going to war in his members when he gets saved. You're going to be tackled with the things you used to do to draw you back. To get you come back. To get you to step back in that mess. That's something to think about. But when you look at that verse, God can teach your hands, the very hands you have, to war, to protect yourself because God wants you to come out as pure gold. God don't want you to come out defeated, lost, confused, and baffled. No, 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 no. That's not God. That's not how he operates. All of a sudden, before I start service, my nose wasn't running. All of a sudden, my nose is running. I was trying to fall. It just tackles from the flesh fighting the spiritual man. 
I never had times I did service. I was fine before I started doing service. All of a sudden, I can hear my stomach saying, feed me! I'm hungry! <laughs> That's the flesh war. He wants food. I ate before, but he still want more food. Forget about the spiritual man. Feed me! That's us. Forget about the Lord. I want this. I want that. That's us. That's how we operate. Give me, give me, give me money. Give me. That's us. Wars will be won. Alliances will be made. Friendships will be dissolved in war. Friendships dissolve because sometimes a water friend is in the way and they're not a real friend. And those friendships dissolve very quickly because they weren't a real friend. And you 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 struggling, you fighting, you're war, you're fighting. And the friend sits on the sideline laughing at you while you're fighting. That's not a friend. That's an adversary. That's not even an acquaintance. <laughs> War. war is something that we deal with whether we want to deal with it or not. And here's one of the greatest wars I learned about. A woman being pregnant. That's an interesting war. It's an interesting war because this woman, she gets pregnant. For nine months, she goes through a war of having that baby developing her, twin developing her. She can no longer wear the clothes she was wearing before because now her belly is expanding. And now she got to eat different because the baby won't move. She goes through a nine-month more war, and then she comes down to the ultimate war of delivering that child. And after she finished out that war, now comes the 18 years war. <laughs> she won the one phase of a war to another phase of a war. She won no war. Now she got to raise. She got to do the a war of raising the child. With or without the father. That's something to think about. She has no idea what tool she's going to need raising that child. See, all along, she could have been going to the doctor and the doctor telling her, well, do this, eat that, while she was pregnant. Why she laying on the table? They tell her, push harder, push harder, breathe, push harder, breathe, push harder. They tell her all the time to get the baby out. Or they got to do a cesarean, one of the two. But they ain't got to tell her how to raise the child. There ain't no real school for raising a child because you don't know how that child going to be. So the war begins in raising a child. This is why the Bible said, train up in a child in the way it should go. When it's old, it will not depart. This is why the Lord got to be involved in your war. This is why he has to be at the center of your war, not in the back. Because you don't know what's going to happen from the child, the day the child is born, 
but you was 18 or 21 years old. You don't know. You have no clue. But every child are different. None of my, my mother's children are the same. None of us. None of them like to eat as much junk as I do. I like to eat junk food. Yeah. None of them eat junk food. They're not like me. All of us could cook. But none of them like junk food like me. So the parent begins the war of raising that child one day at a time. And that's all we could do in winning our war. If you read the Bible, spies were sent out to scout out the land. Because when it comes out of war, you got to know your stuff. You got to know where you're going. The United States is not going to send soldiers dressed in summer clothes to Siberia to fight no war. They're not going to do that because they know they're going to lose it right off the bat because Liberia is freezing. They're not sending them out there with no short sleeve shirts on. No. They're going to bundle them up so they can be warm and they got the right type of artillery for the cold. You got to know what you're doing when you're fighting war. When you're fighting wars, you've got to know what you're doing. you got to become skilled at fighting your war. I just told you how the mother becomes skillful at war. Because she did the nine-month war. She did the delivery war. Now she got another war. But she has a little skill. She has a little skill to fight wars. I like that. When you put God at the center, <laughs> he can direct direction you need. He can give the direction to the way you need to go. It's, it's just really important to understand that God has to be at the center, not in the back. People put God in the back because they got too much dirt going on in the front. They don't want him to see you. ain't fighting your battle. God will not be in your wife. When you, oh my goodness. When you treat God like a flunky, don't expect him to be in your war. Don't expect him to fight your battles. Amen. He said, no. Oh my goodness. No. I come in the value of this book. It's written. Let me read it. Get to know. Get to know the Lord. That knows how to fight wars. Get to know the Lord who's capable and has the ability and knowledge to get you to win your war. To get you to overcome the challenges so you can win the war. See, one of the things I learned about God, he just don't want you to know the scriptures. He wants you to get you to know him through the scriptures. He don't just want you to read the Bible. It's just literature. He wants you to get to know him through his word. 
That's why he said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. When you get to know him through his word, you can act on it easier. You can speak his word with authority. War is challenging. It brings out the best and worst in people. When people are going to help wars, it brings out the best and worst in them. Amen. When people are going through financial Amen. wars, Amen. it brings out the best and worst in them. In marriage wars, it brings out the best and worst. People that said they love each other, now they're ready to cut each other through. Bro. Sometimes it's just from a little misunderstanding. And at the end of the day, it's a war that has started that wasn't seen. Wars also start out of animosity. Wars also start out of businesses, uh, uh, bitterness. Wars also start out of envy. People want what you have. And they'll start a war with you to get it. You think I'm kidding? A lot of these countries go to war because somebody said, I like that. I want it. And all the person said, no, you can't have it. Well, we're going to go to war. And they know that country ain't got no major artillery. Now go there and wipe that thing as a piece of toilet paper. Kill off the people, take the land. Oh, am I talking about something? I'm talking about what happened right here. But you know what? You reap what you sow. That's why you got to have God working with you. You got to be truthful. Listen to this. Before we go, you got to be truthful with yourself and with God. And with people, if you truly want to win the wars that you're going through in your daily life, you got to be honest and truthful with yourself and with God, and with people. People spend all their time fighting people. You're wasting all this time and all you got is time. All you do is got 365 days in a year, and you're spending most of that time trying to impress people, trying to fight people, instead of being your best that you can be. And you lose wars later when they find out you were faking it. They find out you are a faker and a liar. Even if they lie themselves, they'll still distance themselves from you. Why? Because they don't want to be around a liar. They don't want to look bad. They don't want to look bad. They'll dump you. Know how to fight your wars the right way. Know how to overcome your challenges in life. Know how to defeat the, defeat the things that's happening around you. Know how to overcome your adversary tactics and tricks. The Bible says we're not ignorant of the Satan devices. Know what his devices is. Base it up what God's word says, and you can win many of your battles. Stop losing them. Some of y'all go over the same war over and over again because you won't pay attention. That's why you can't win. You can't win your war because you don't pay attention to what's going on around you. You got to be alert. You got to be focused. After 9-11, so all the countries are running around putting up signs, be alert. You see anything suspicious, say anything. Say something. You're supposed to be that way. 
daily. You're supposed to be diligent daily. Not other 9-11. You should be diligent watching your surroundings daily, your spiritual surroundings as well. People coming by being sent from the enemy to rip you off seriously. You got to be diligent. You got to observe. You got to have on the whole armor of God. It's in the Bible. It's in His Word. He said He sent His Word and delivered them. That comes through His Word. His Word is forever standing. It's everlasting. Everlasting. It's already standing. It's already settled in heaven. But you know what you're here today. You're listening to this message today. Are you really geared up for the battles in 2023 that you're facing? Are you really prepared to battle the battles that's coming your way? Amen. People want so much from God, but they won't put on the whole arm of God. People want God to do this and do that, but they still won't put on the arm of God. They won't get in his word. Driving down the highway every day is a war. People are so crazy driving, ironic driving, and oh my goodness, people running out in front of you, all kind of crazy stuff. It's a war going on every day. You're here today watching this broadcast. Today is your day to be saved. Today is your day to be delivered. Today is your day to learn how to win your war. Now you hate to be for a moment. Those of y'all that would like to get saved, now is the time to give your life to the Lord. This is your moment. This is your hour. Stop playing games and learn to win your wars through Jesus Christ. Those of you that would like to get saved, let's pray. Repeat after me a simple prayer. You believe that Christ is coming to your life. That's simple. No thunder, light, and all that other good stuff. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. Come on, come on, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Save me right now. Deliver me right now. Teach me the war so I can win my wars in my life and remain saved. I thank you. For dying on the cross of Calvary for me and raising on the third day and sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for saving me and coming into my life. And I accept you as my Savior today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, you could do this. You could remain saved. You could win your war. Stay tuned next Sunday for part two of war. And let's go out there and stay and remain victorious in God in our lives. I see you Sunday. Let me pray for you myself. Father, in Jesus' name, as you touch everybody listening to this broadcast right now, touch, you deliver, make free, break out. Give them the victory. Show them the steps to victory. In Jesus' name, amen. I see you Sunday.